Hi, and welcome to the Genesis Podcast. We're so glad to be able to bring a small portion of our community to you through this medium and hope that you'll join us in our endeavor to embolden one another to change the world by effectively representing Jesus Christ. If you would like to know more about who we are as a community, as well as when and where we meet, you can visit us online at thegenesisstory.com. Also, if you have benefited from this podcast in any way or would like to participate in what we're doing here at Genesis, would you consider partnering with us by donating online again at www.thegenesisstory.com. There you can select the giving tab and how you would like to contribute to the general fund or even to the building fund. Remember, we can do more together than we can ever do alone. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. God bless. Thank you guys for coming out. The sun is out now. I know it wasn't out earlier, and it's probably going to go away again, but oh well. This morning, I am starting a new series. It's about wisdom, and we are going to be going for a while now. I don't know, pause for Father's Day and probably do something a little different, but for a period of time, we're going to be looking at wisdom, going through uh, the book of Proverbs, looking at Uh, the wisdom that is found in the book of Proverbs, but then we have ecclesiastical wisdom, which is actually a little different from the book of Proverbs wisdom, right? You've got the wisdom of Proverbs that's kind of like here structured to kind of help us through things, and then you've got the ecclesiastical wisdom, which is when your heart has been broken because everything that you tried to put into process of the Proverbs wisdom didn't work, we've got this kind of wisdom. And then we even have a wisdom that comes from Christ himself that's almost a subversive wisdom that we're going to look at. And so I don't know how long it's going to take, but we are going to go through this series. I think it's really important. And today's talk is on wisdom, and it's called Talk to Your Sister. And you'll see what that means in a bit. I'm going to talk to you about autobiographies, IQ tests, rule books and revelation, spaghetti and marshmallows, and helicopter parents. Okay? Open with me to Proverbs chapter 1. Let's start in Proverbs chapter 1. And it says... The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, for gaining wisdom and instruction, for understanding words of insight, for receiving instruction in prudent behavior, doing what is right and just and fair, for giving prudence to those who are simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. Let the wise listen and add to their learning and let the discerning get guidance for understanding proverbs and parables, the sayings and riddles of the wise. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. The word wisdom that is used here is the word hakma in Hebrew, and it's feminine. It's personified throughout the book in a female way. We see in chapter 3, verse 14, she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare to her. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. Those who hold her fast will be blessed. And so we see that wisdom is personified in a feminine and it's done so to make it personal. 
When we think of wisdom, a lot of times our mind goes to, or at least mine does, go to SAT scores or IQ tests, right? Ways that we measure our intelligence. But in the wisdom tradition of Scripture, it is something that is relational. It's a relationship relationships that you have with life the life around you, and so personified in a feminine gender gives it a little more personal quality. Proverbs 7, verse 4, it says, Treat wisdom as your sister and insight as your closest friend. I love that. Treat wisdom as your sister. Now, I don't know the relationship you had with your sister, or if you have a sister, right? But the idea is that wisdom is supposed to be something that is close. It is supposed to be something... Excuse me, let me fix that while it quits tugging on me. It's supposed to be something that you are in relationship to. Now, I don't have a sister, but my sons did. And so I know the relationship that they had with her, and I think it's interesting because she had no problem talking to them. They didn't always talk to her, but she did always talk to them. In fact, she always talked to everybody. When she was young, there was no stopping her from talking. But we say that someone is smart when they go to college and they graduate with good grades or they're successful in business and we think, oh, that person's smart. But wisdom is integrated into life where it is more relational. It's relational to people and it's relational to creation itself. And scripture is moving us to this relational aspect It's trying to help us to tap into this understanding. Because when they talked about wisdom, it was very much connected to how God worked in the world that they lived in. In Proverbs 3.19, it says, By wisdom the Lord laid the earth's foundation. In other words, wisdom is built into it. It's permeating throughout everything. Everything. It's hidden inside of all these things that you see. It it is emanating from life itself, and we are to listen to her voice. We are to treat wisdom like our sister. And as followers of Christ, wisdom is what forms us to be. Like Jesus. Even in the New Testament, 1 Corinthians, it says, It is because of him, God, that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. See, Christ is the wisdom from God. And it's going back to what is God doing? And it's all built into this identity of wisdom. Now, what happens to us so many times in our culture is it's all about learning and rules and doing things right. It's a pass or fail kind of life that we're living in. 
And the scriptures themselves weren't just about telling us what's right and what's wrong. Even in the laws that were prescribed, there would be debate on how to live those laws out. And that would require wisdom. Wisdom was required to interpret everything that was written down. It was never supposed to be, this is it, period, and end of story. It was meant to be wrestled with, even as we've talked about in the past. And rather than giving us information that we're to download, Scripture holds out for us an invitation to join in the ancient, well-traveled and sacred quest to know God, the world that we live in, to know the place that we have in it, not in just an abstract, but an intimate and experiential way, to, to live it out and to learn in it and to listen to it. Rule books, answers, deliver certitude. They're very rigid in their constructs. They're very final in their proclamation. But wisdom embraces mystery. It challenges us to think between the lines. And if you were coming from a background like mine, where it was all about knowing what is right, knowing what is wrong, declaring things in a very structured way, then sometimes you have a hard time with this idea of wisdom and talking back to maybe a text that you read, to arguing with it and trying to find out why is it there and what's going on. You know, if I'm supposed to do an inductive study, I'm just supposed to find out what's there, pull what's the truth there and hold on to that. Well, here's, here's an example of what wisdom really is. In Proverbs 26, 4, do not answer a fool according to his folly or you yourself will be just like him. Now, boy, does that ring true, right? I can think of so many examples where, man, do not answer a fool according to his folly. Don't get sucked into that trap. Don't get brought into that low dialogue. Let that go. I don't want to be identified with that. And you could go and you could pull out each of those words and you could make a whole talk just on this one passage. But the very next passage, answer a fool according to his folly, or he will be wise in his own eyes. Wait, I'm not supposed to answer, and the very next word tells us to answer. What's going on? Did he have a, a, a lapse? Did he forget what he just said? Why is it saying the complete opposite? What happens if I did a complete study on the first verse and then what do I do next week if I'm going through the Bible? Well, remember what I said last week? Forget it. Let's talk about this week. You see, wisdom is living in between these. Sometimes you shouldn't answer and sometimes you need to answer. How do you know? 
Well, it depends on the fool. It depends on the time. It depends on the circumstance. You might have to have a conversation with your child one time, and it is don't answer. And you might have a conversation the next time, and it is now you need to answer. And knowing how to, when to, requires wisdom. There is no way to say this is how you do it, period, because life is not like that. Have you felt that? Have you embraced that? Has it struck you upside the head maybe one time and said, that didn't work. It might have worked last time, but it ain't working this time. How do I move forward? I need wisdom. I need to go talk to my sister about how I am supposed to live with this. How I'm supposed to deal with this circumstance. And scripture is full of things like that, right? You are to keep the Sabbath. But then Paul tells us in Colossians, don't let anyone judge you if you don't keep the Sabbath. Wait a second. You're to offer sacrifice. Prophets say, I abhor your sacrifices. Wait a minute. Christ is the end of sacrifice. I thought this was supposed to go on forever. What's going on? I think we need wisdom. I I think we need to, to work these things through and not become so stuck. Because rule book answers are distant and passive, but wisdom is intimate and learned through experience. Rule book answers are immediate, but wisdom takes trial and error over time. Rule book answers provide comfort and stability, but wisdom asks us to risk letting go of what is familiar for God's surprises. Yay. (laughs) Does that sound exciting or scary? Rule book answers are designed to end the journey, but wisdom shapes us so we journey with courage and peace. Rule book answers are limited to specific moments, but wisdom works in all times and places. Rule book answers keep us small, but wisdom gives us the space that we need to grow. How big is God? How do you know who God is? How do you know who a person is? Can an autobiography really tell you who a person is or do you have to actually know that person you may know me but my wife she knows me in fact today is our 35th wedding anniversary thank you i know crazy can't believe i'm that old (laughs) you see to know someone you have to experience walk live with them it's not something you can just read about it's something that you have to live into and and wisdom is something that requires interaction it requires your involvement to process how things play out They did a test with 
a number of groups of people where they gave them these certain materials. They gave them 20 pieces of spaghetti, one marshmallow, a yard of string, and a yard of tape. And they told them they had 18 minutes to construct a tower and to build it as high as they could. The ones who had the lowest tower were business school students. And theirs, the highest it averaged was 10 inches tall. Above them were lawyers. Lawyers would build a tower in 18 minutes and get about 18 inches tall. Then came CEOs, major corporations. Theirs was 20 inches tall. The average who beat them, kindergarten students, 25 inches tall. The reason is because the others would plan it, put it together, and at the top had to be the marshmallow. And when they would finish and put the marshmallow on top, most of the time it would fall down and then they'd have to do it all over again in a short time. What the kindergarten students did is they started with the marshmallow and they built it up. It fell down. They tried again another way and it fell down. They tried again. They would do it four or five times in that 18 minutes. And by the last time, they got better at it. They had experience. They gained wisdom through those things. Do you realize that you are learning wisdom or can be right now where you are and what you're going through? That your sister is talking in the difficulty of your life, in the hardship that you are having, in the struggle, in the relationship, in the problem at work, your sister is talking to you. And Maybe the marshmallow has fallen down, but there's a different way to build it up. Maybe this relationship isn't working. There's a different way to have a conversation. Maybe the struggles or the business is failing and maybe there's a different way to conduct that business. The Proverbs talks about the simple and the wise. He says that the the fool despises wisdom and correction. You see, the fool isn't a student. This fool isn't hungry to learn more. The the fool isn't thirsty, isn't willing, thinks that they have it all, right? That, That group that built the tower and they thought this is it and then it all fell down. They weren't wise. They weren't willing to learn by their mistakes. They just wanted to get it right And then when it goes wrong, they don't know what to do. But the wise person is a person who's hungry, a person who's thirsty to get information, a person who's in a conversation with life, with wisdom, to find out how to live, how to move forward, how to deal with the circumstances that they're in. Rachel Held Evans and her last book, Inspired, writes, the Bible isn't some magic eight ball you can consult when deciding whether to take a job or break up with a guy, nor is it a position paper elucidating God's opinion on various social, theological, and political issues. 
while we may wish for a clear, perspicuous text, that's not what God gives us. Instead, God gave us a cacophony of voices and perspectives, all in conversation with one another, representing the breadth and depth of human experience in all its complexities and contradictions. Should you talk? Should you not talk? Should you keep? Should you not keep? Should you do? Should you refrain? And it takes wisdom to sort through all these things. And if you want something to be clear, cut and dry, you're not living in the world that God created. And God created this world with wisdom in its midst, speaking to us, telling us how we have to deal with every situation we encounter. And if we refuse to listen, we are going to be like that tower and fall. Proverbs 8 says, Wisdom is speaking. Then I was constantly at his side, God, when he was creating, and or was filled with delight day after day, rejoicing always in his presence, rejoicing in his whole world, and delighting in mankind. Wisdom is delighting in mankind. Do you understand that? It's not just for the, the specific tribe of people. It's not just for a secluded religious group. Wisdom is delighting in mankind. Wisdom is for mankind. Wisdom is delighting in what God has done and in the human element. We, we get this picture again of a personality that is presented that is caring and rooting for humanity. At the beginning of Proverbs 1 in chapter 20, it says, Out in the open, wisdom calls aloud. She raises her voice in the public square. On top of the wall, she cries out. At the city gate, she makes her speech. Now, I'd always heard this as kind of a, a boy, you better listen or else. But the word aloud that is used here is the word terona in the Hebrew. And it's from the root rona where we get the word joy. It's literally wisdom is shouting for joy. It's saying Come on, good news can be found here. Crying out that humanity would hear the good news of wisdom. Boy, don't we need that. We are coming up to election year. Oh my gosh, I just got a stomach ache thinking about it, right? Oh my goodness, I'm already seeing all these memes about this party and about this party. And don't we need wisdom? You know what I wish? I wish all the Republicans would look at their party and say, you know, what can we do to make ourselves better and stop talking about the Democrats? And I wish all the Democrats would look at their party and say, what can we do to make us better and stop talking about the Republicans and really take care of who we are so that we could present something that isn't just pitted against something. Boy, would that be fun. 
anyway, we will get what we get. And there will be an absence of wisdom. Because wisdom is shouting for joy, saying, oh, man, we can talk. We can talk about these situations. We can accomplish things. We can put a marshmallow on top of a tower that won't fall down. We can really do something great if we would listen. If we would allow her to speak to us. You know, I think all of us have seen or maybe have been helicopter parents, right? You guys know the helicopter parent? going to make their kid do the right thing, whether they like it or not. This is how you're supposed to live your life. This is how you're supposed to do this artwork. Can you imagine Picasso's parents? What are you doing? That's not where the ear goes, right? I mean, what's going on here? And it's like, if he would have listened to his parents, that would have been all out the window, right? We want them to do things the best intention that's the music you should listen to that's how you should think that's what you should do and we try and hover over them and and some of us think of scripture as a helicopter parent hovering over us making sure you do this right don't do that wrong but seeing the bible as a source of godly wisdom to be explored to be thought through contemplated deliberated And put into action, it actually frees us from that burden of unknowingly getting carried away with that God is some extreme helicopter parent who's just waiting for you to do wrong because he'll have to judge you if you do it. Watch anything that we shouldn't watch. Don't eat anything you shouldn't eat. Don't do anything you shouldn't do or else. And our view of God is one that is very restricted. It is very cultural. And it is one that is limited to our intelligence. Think about that. Do you want to limit God to your understanding? And so when it says, trust in the Lord in all your ways, lean to Do not lean into your understanding. Acknowledge him. It isn't telling you to limit your understanding. It's telling you to use the wisdom of God to expand it. That there is a bigger way to think than just what you understand. Wisdom heals us to see God as God is. Wisdom frees us to hold our thoughts about God, life, and the universe with an open hand rather than a clenched fist. It allows us to engage and ask questions, to face fears with the focus of an explorer instead of one that is closed to the unknown. Adopting a wisdom mentality rather than a rule book mentality gives us a Bible and a life with fresh possibilities, with hope of joy crying out. It leads us to different ways 
to understand God that are bigger, that helps us read between the lines of whether I answer the fool or I don't answer the fool, giving us a dependency on what God is speaking in the situation, forcing us to engage in the situation, to actually listen to our sister. If you are in the middle of heartbreak, if you are in the middle of a situation or a struggle where you really feel the pressure, what you and I need is not a quick fix-it answer. What we need is wisdom. I was talking to a person who was going through some marriage struggles and he was telling me about the problem and he told me about the injustices that were done to him. And I asked him, what is it that you want in this situation and for your marriage? And he said, well, I want to be back with my wife. And I just asked him, so what do you need to do to make that situation a reality? Is bringing about where they are wrong going to help you move to where you want to be? Whether you were right or wrong, is it going to move you in the direction that is going to bring healing for your relationship? And he stopped and he says, I don't think so. And then I just asked, so why do you want to pursue a conversation that is going to stop further conversation instead of try and find a way to build the life that you actually want to build. Sometimes we get so hung up on, I need to prove that I'm right, and we forget that it's more important to be kind than it is to be right. That if we want peace, sometimes we have to let things go. And maybe what we need in the situations that we are going through right now isn't a right or wrong, but it's a softening. And it's wisdom to ask the questions that maybe we don't really want to hear the answer to, to to step into the uncomfortable so that it might reveal something that we don't see. to ask for help because we recognize what we need is wisdom. And that is not from us, but it is something that is given by God. And if he is able to give freely to those who ask, And Jesus' words, ask that you might receive, seek that you might find, knock, and it will be open to you. It's really a wise way to move forward. Let's pray. Father, you know all of these issues in our lives, all of the struggle, all of the heartbreak, all of the pain, all the things we are in the middle of. And Lord, what we need more than anything is wisdom. And Lord, you tell us that wisdom 
is a sister standing on the gates, shouting for joy, inviting us to join in with her conversation. And so I pray, Lord, that that would take place. Even as we go through this series, I pray, God, that we would have a deeper understanding of why wisdom is so important, why it needs to guide us in our thinking, in our understanding of you, in our understanding of Scripture itself. God, may we be hungry. It is the fool who does not want to learn. It is the the fool, you say, who thinks that they know enough. God, may we not be foolish. May we be hungry. May we be thirsty. May we be willing to listen to that voice that can guide us in these situations and show us how to live in a way that is going to benefit humanity. Thank you for your willingness to speak. And Lord, may our hearts, may our ears be open. May the eyes of our heart be enlightened so that your voice echoes in our lives. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand together. May you find the treasure that is more valuable than gold and wisdom. May you hear her voice from the walls crying out to you. May you take the time to talk with your sister. God bless you guys. Have an amazing week. Take care. You have been listening to the Genesis Podcast. We invite you to join us at one of our weekly gatherings. You can find more information at www.thegenesisstory.com as well as opportunities to help financially support this podcast. Thank you for listening.